Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds podcast side quest. Your personal echo chamber of hating everything and liking nothing. <laughs> I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. And special guest, Erica. Hey. Erica, have had you been, had any good snacks lately? I ate the new Indian place in town and it was really good. That's good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we did. Pink garlic? Yeah, pink garlic. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. I got Megan to eat Indian food, which I never thought I would get her to do. What did she have? She had the the chicken tikka masala. Okay. That's like a <laughs> that's a pretty common gateway Indian food, I think. Yeah, that's I figured it was like a, a more it wasn't as like heat prominent and like it's a sweeter flavor, so she might be into it. Uh, and she likes like rice dishes in general, and I mean most Indian food comes with rice on the side, so she really enjoyed it enough to where she said we should get it again. So that's cool. And uh, I like Indian food, so it worked out for me. I had like the the biryani like special that has like lamb and egg and chicken and vegetables all mixed in, and that was really good. Um, and their non bread is delicious. They, that that place rules. I'm really happy there. In t- I wish they, it wasn't like an hour and a half long wait to get my food. Like, that would be cool. But We haven't um, experienced that, but we also ordered at, like, old people dinner time. Yeah. Um, and no, we, I, we I just got it like through a, Uber Eats both times because I was so lazy or I was blocked in or something. And yeah, it was, no, it I was mean, under I, we, an hour. It was, for us, like, they originally it was, like, 45 to 50 minutes, and I was like, okay, that's lower than it's been any other time I've looked. And so then I just ended up, like, ordering it, and, and it was, like, it ended up showing up, like, an hour and a half later. And I was like, I was like, okay, I should have ex- expected this, I guess, that it's, even though it says 40, 50 minutes or whatever, it's going to take longer because this place is so popular. But, I, yeah, it was good. I would I would definitely go again, for sure. I hate the fact that, like, on Uber Eats, you can, like, it's not, it hasn't been that much. It's always, like, a $1.49, but, like, you have to pay them to be like, I want this to come to me first. Oh, it's $3 now for priority. That's so fucking they, stupid. They bumped it up. I actually, I ordered something priority, like, a couple weeks ago, and it took, like, I watched the driver make three stops on the yeah. way. And then I and then I contested it to be like, just give me my money back for the priority because this clearly I wasn't a priority. And they were like, uh, we can't give you any more refunds this month. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, then stop fucking up, like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I so. ordered I ordered Debella's yesterday through their website for delivery. Yeah, because I hate using DoorDash's app at all, and that's who they end up going through. I it came like forty minutes late. What's Debella's? It's a sub place. It's a sub place where you can get an everything style bread as your sub bun. So it has like onion and garlic and salt and poppy seeds on it. And it's amazing. Ooh. <laughs> yes. And they have a sandwich called the Dagwood and it has all the meats on it. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's really good. I like Debella's. I think I like Jersey Mike's better than Debella's personally, but uh, it's really good. Uh, I can tell everybody my tubby story. I have, did I already tell the tubby story? We've talked about tubbies, but I don't know. But did know. I talk about my specific tubby story that happened in the past two weeks? Probably, Probably not. not then. So we I went to tubbies. We only record I, I go every to, two weeks. I go to tubbies often. And this can be the last thing we talk about before we sign off. But like, I go to tubbies often because it's really easy. <laughs> I order online. I zip home and let the dogs out. And then on my way back, I hit tubbies because it's on my way. 
Mm-hmm. I pick up my food. I usually go through the drive-thru even though I order online. I sit in the drive-thru line and I wait and I get to the speaker and they're like, can I take your order? I'm like, I have an online order for John. They're like, okay, pull up to the window. So I pull up to the window and the same girl is always working there and she comes to the window and I give her my credit card and I ask her, I'm like, hey, like, does... uh." Does, is it easier for me to order online and come through the drive-thru or would you rather me just come through the drive-thru normally or would you rather me like come inside? Like what is the easiest way for me to make your life easier? And she was like, no, the drive-thru, like if you order online and drive-thru, that's totally fine as long as you actually come to pick up your food. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I just, you know, I don't want to make your life more miserable than it already is. And then I just like grab my food and drive off, right? And I'm thinking to myself as I'm driving off, I'm like, fuck, I just assumed that that girl's life is miserable and I just like, <laughs> straight up told her to her face that I don't want to make your life more miserable. Like, <laughs> and, and this ate away at me for the entire weekend until the next Monday rolled around. This was on a Thursday that it happened. And I was like, I'm not going back there tomorrow on, on Friday. And I'm not going to go back all weekend. I'm going to go, we'll go out on Monday and it ate away at me all weekend. And Monday rolls around and I'm like, okay, I'm ordering my tubbies online. And I asked anybody at the shop if they wanted any tubbies. And like, I think Jake ordered some food. And so put the order through and I'm thinking like, Oh man, I shouldn't have put my name on that. So she wouldn't know which one to spit on. Like I just, <laughs> you know, I should have just left it blank. Cause you, you could, it has a, a space where you can put in whose yeah. sandwich is whose, you know? Yep. So I go, I let the dogs out. I'm driving back. I get to the tubbies, pull up to the speaker, pick up for John online, come up to the window. So I roll up to the window and before she is able to do anything, before I even hand off my credit card, I'm like, listen, like, I don't know if you remember ha- us having a conversation last week about, like, what's the easiest way for me to, like, place my orders for you to, like, make things, like, easy for you. But I said the the words, I don't want to make your life more miserable. And I made the assumption that your life is miserable. And I don't know if it is or isn't. And I just want to let you know that if it is miserable, I'm sorry. And that I don't want to be a reason to add misery to your life. <laughs> And if it's not miserable, I don't want to make it miserable by adding misery to your life by ordering my food in a manner in which I'm ordering it. And she like she's just like looking at me with like she's just like what the this fuck like, like on fuck, her face. Dude. And because I felt so bad, and and she's just like no, she's like I didn't take it that way at all. As a matter of fact, like nobody's ever even asked me any of that stuff. So like I'm actually kind of appreciative that you like took a second to like ask what makes things easier for me because like nobody else cares. Mm-hmm. And I was like okay, cool. As long as we're cool. She's like, yeah, we're cool. And then she like put her fist out to fist bump. And I'm like, all right, tight. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, don't worry. You don't stop talking. She's like, don't worry. There's no spit in your sandwich this time. (laughs) I can, I can tell you working at a drive through Starbucks that if you had asked me that I would have appreciated it because it's better than the worst thing that somebody ever said to me. She said, I don't want to look at your fucking face anymore. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So then I had to get the manager. Oh, man. I w- the, the Starbucks over by me has a drive through and I went through one morning and it was a couple. It was probably like a month or two ago when like supply chain shortages were like real hot and like they had nothing that this woman wanted. And she was just like, do you fucking have anything? And the lady on the speaker was like, um, ma'am, I don't appreciate that tone of voice. And the lady was like, ah, fuck. And just drives off. And I was like, my God, like, is it that deep that you can't get your fucking frappa mocha latte, fat free fucking nonsense garbage? Deep. Man, I, I just rolled up to the window and I was like, can I get a hazelnut latte? And they're like, no, we don't have hazelnut. I'm like, what do you have? And she's like, caramel. I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't give a fuck. Like, I can't believe people care that much about shit. It's, just, it's not that deep, man. Like, 
There's a reason why people that work for Starbucks drink a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's bad. People are bad. People are mean. I, I must say, like, when I used to work for them, it was... Um, almost freeing in a way to be the, the one in charge. Like when anybody had a problem, they had to talk to me. Like they couldn't be like, I need to talk to your manager. I'm like, yeah, I had a manager, but they weren't there. I was the manager on duty. Right. So I'm the manager on duty right now. That that would be me. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was nice most of the time. It's like when, when telemarketers call and they want to talk to Dave at the shop and I'm like, trust me, you don't want to talk to him. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, like you want to talk to me because I'm going to actually be nice to you. And if you get on the phone with him, if you actually make me hand this phone over to him, he is not going to be nice to you. And he, they're like, yeah, okay. And then you hand the phone over to Dave and he's like, what the fuck are you calling me for? What the fuck do you want? Why are you calling me again? You called me yesterday. Why do you keep fucking doing this? And it's like, and they're, and they're just, all they want to do is like change your phone line to like AT&T or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? And Dave's like, I, I don't want your AT&T service. It sucked. We had it before and it blows. I don't want it again. Why are you calling here? It's a bad cop and batter cop routine. Yeah. I just, I I try to give him the lowdown. I'm like, listen, like you don't want to talk to that guy. Like, trust me, you do not want to talk to him, but if you insist, I will hand it over and I'm going to get yelled at as much as you do. So here we go. Uh, Alex. Have yeah. you ever worked any customer service jobs? Yeah, I worked at Family Video for a year, oh. and there was it was there were some real choice people that came in. There was one dude that was like, this one dude walked in. It was probably like a month after I started, and he was like, "Your DVD broke my DVD player." What? And I was like, uh, "Listen, this copy of Joe Dirt you sold me is broke. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to need another copy of Joe Dirt, even though I'm one who broke this one." Yeah, was, I was going to say the past, but no, but no. And and I was like, I was like, I I I'm uh, I can give you a free rental for the thing. And he's like, he's like, no, I brought my DVD player here with me. And I was like, uh, and then I think the manager saw me and was like, I, I, what, what's going on here, sir? And I was like, goodbye. I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> but, you know, there's another th- story that I probably shouldn't talk about. I don't really know what ended up happening with it. But there was this one point where a lady slipped on the ice outside of the store and she came in to talk to people afterwards about that fact. And I was chastised because I said the words, I'm sorry to her, which would be given as a an admission of guilt in the situation that occurred they did eventually get sued for it uh they called me to come and talk about it at some point but i never answered the phone and i was like fuck this i don't need the 825 from fucking family video to you know it was that was a shit show but yeah family video pretty great so you're just supposed to be like well that was unfortunate yeah i'm gonna be like why did you slip on the ice that was there because you know somebody probably didn't salt it the way no, if, if you ever have. say i'm sorry in any context it has to be with the words i'm sorry you feel that way to that person <laughs> yeah you can't it's never like i'm sorry and then 
and stop. It's I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> I, I don't like I when don't. I when I have customers who are pissed at me over something like I have no like I had a, someone. This lady was mad because I couldn't get the color shirt that she wanted because it doesn't exist. And she was like, well, th- oh, yeah, I wouldn't call this customer service. This is absolutely ridiculous. You're not willing to service anything I ask for and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way, ma'am. I don't I'm not running a sweatshop in the back with a bunch of people making stuff for 10, 10 cents a minute, you know, or whatever. You know, we're not running old school sprint ads back there. This is like <laughs> I I can't get what you're asking for. It doesn't exist. And she's like, well, I'm taking my business elsewhere. And I'm like, have a nice day. I hope they enjoy your time as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Remember, That's, I'm yeah. sorry you feel that way. I'm not in retail anymore, so I I just I you know I apologize. Or when you can't, when you don't want to say I'm sorry, it's always like, what would you like me to do for you? And yeah. then the person is like, well, I want this for free, and I'm like, I can't give you that for free, but I'll tell you what, I'll give you 25 percent off your next thing. And they're like, yeah, okay, fine. Like most people gonna, just want to, they want something. They don't know what they want, but they want something. And then when you ask them what they want and you put them on the spot, then they give you some, something that's like completely outrageous. And then it's up to you to just be like, yeah, no, I can't do that, but I'll give you this instead. Is this customer service discussion or relationship advice from John? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it might be a multifaceted uh, and applicable in many places. I was going to say, I don't fully remember the conversation that happened after this lady slipped on the ice, but I feel as though she still came to rent a movie. And so I think at some point when I said, I'm sorry, I think it was probably just like, I could give you your movie for free. (laughs) Like, what do you like? I'm sorry you broke your neck, ma'am. Here's a free (laughs) rental of Veggie Tales. It's like, you you know, you're not in the hospital. You didn't call an ambulance. Like, you know, it's unfortunate that you slipped. I slip on the ice sometimes. I don't blame the people who don't clean up the ice because I don't want to fucking put salt down either. Like, who cares? That's just the kind of country we live in. People blame other people for shit that's not their fault. Exactly. So. Anyway, we're going to talk about a game called the Dark Picture Anthology's House of Ashes, or as we've coined it, the House of Asses. And uh, we've all completed it. Uh, Brian and Erica did a couch co-op session of it. Alex and I beat it independently. Um, as we usually do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. I don't so, know where to begin other well, than you go ahead, Alex. You sound yeah. like you've got a, well, something. I was just going to say, I didn't talk about it on the first, uh, small conversation cause I hadn't played any of it yet, but I, I think I had a very nice time with it. It's a lot of fun playing these types of games. I think, um, I kind of like that it's shorter than like an until dawn cause it's just, I don't know. It feels more cinematic in that way to me, I guess. And then also yeah. I feel like I'm interested to see what little hope and man of Medan are like, because I feel like they'll probably toss things up in a very different way. Considering that we should say this is going to be spoiler filled. So if you, if you don't want to be spoiled on the house of asses, don't listen any further, <laughs> but this one is clearly uh more kind of vampire ish focused and I'm curious to see if the other ones are, uh, you know, something 
something different in terms of whatever monster they face. Yeah, I, or... I just assume it was going to take the sort of thing like American Horror Story did, where it, like each uh, each season is like a different horror trope of sorts. Mm-hmm. That's how I pictured this to be. So and I'm cu- I'm wondering if maybe they'll bring it together in the final. Like, because they're calling the next game the final one in this, like, season or something? I can't remember what it Correct. said. Yeah. So, I'm curious to see how it comes to... If it, if they do come together in some way with that. But, um, no, I, ha- I had a fun time with this game. I'm excited to play the other ones. And uh, we can maybe get into how our specific runs went. I guess we can start off... I, I lost two people. Um, I lost... Uh, I lost Nick, Sergeant Nick K, and I lost, um, I'm trying to remember here. I think I might have lost Rachel as well. Yeah, which, those are the, the two. Which one was Sergeant Nick? The Nick, husband? Nick is the, no, Nick is the fuckboy on the side. <laughs> yeah. He is the house of asses. Yeah, the side piece. He's, <laughs> he's, the, yeah, house, he's the ass in the house. Look at that ass. Um, but no, so, so just to refresh everybody... Rachel King is the 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 woman that you play as. There's bitch Lieutenant, Queen Queen Bitch. I think yeah, they the call queen, her the Queen Bitch, as the game calls her. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Eric King is her husband, estranged husband. Uh, Force Recon First Lieutenant Jason Kolchek is the uh, the. How do I say this politely? Hoorah. The hoorah guy? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> Nick K is the fuckboy, and then you have Lieutenant Salim Othman is the the uh, Iraqi Republican Guard member that you encounter. So, um, yeah. I lost I lost Nick and Rachel. John, did you? who did you lose? I lost Nick and only Nick. Okay. And then who did you guys lose? Well, I killed... The woman and her estranged husband almost immediately. (laughs) (laughs) It was very sad. Did they fall (laughs) off of the cliff together? Is that what happened? No, I was an idiot and I had like a quick decision to make and I I chose very poorly and blew them up. (laughs) (laughs) Was it with like the TNT or something? Yes. Okay. I, I told them I told them to like not go in the middle of the hallway. Uh, they needed to go on, on the, the side of the hallway, which of course blew them up. Okay. I'm not a quick thinker. To be fair, uh it was kind of a poor team effort because I think I was <laughs> the one that had the choice to put the explosives there. <laughs> Yeah, so there's there's one point where it's a hallway that has columns on either side. Yeah. And you can either put the trip wires in the center of the room or you can put them on the sides. Yes. And, I, and- I put them on the columns and then Erica had everyone run along the columns and then they died. <laughs> and then we also lost Nick at the end. Okay. So we had two survivors. You lost the love triangle. Yeah. Everybody who loves dies. Yeah, that's why we have this podcast about hating everything. Yep i I sacrificed Nick because at that point I had fucked up so many times <laughs> that I felt called to do the right thing and save the other two. Uh, he like sacrifice. I sacrificed him to like the zombies. Okay, it yeah. was it in that final the final yeah. uh, okay yeah okay 
felt right after yeah. all of my fuck ups. He had nothing to live <laughs> for anymore after losing his estranged yeah. wife. So, okay. Played by Ashley Tisdale yeah, of Ashley High Tisdale. School Musical fame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. So, for me, I ended up. I thought I lost Rachel when she, when she fell off of that cliff, but I, I she survived apparently because she hit the pool of blood or whatever the hell's at the bottom of that chamber. But she ended up dying because um, she got infected by one of the vampires, and apparently there's like you get to this point. Um, when you're down in like the spaceship or whatever the fuck it is, by the way, I fucking love the plot of this game. It was awesome. It's like it alien fantastic. combined Absolutely. with, with vampires. Yeah. But they're in that room to like regroup before trying to hit like the, the big broods of aliens or whatever. And, um, she starts getting like sick or whatever, and she's about to turn and you can have Kolchek kill her. And I was like, well, fuck, she's going to turn. I got to kill her. She's just going to kill other people in this. I just got to kill her. But then I read later on that, like, if her husband still has the UV stick, he can just UV over her and cure her if you don't kill her immediately. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's yeah, so, amazing. Yeah. The, the UV stick apparently uh, can can uh, heal when you're infected by the, the vampires. You can yeah, it was, it was Trump's them. solution was to shine UV lights into your veins. Absolutely, yeah. you can. It's just like killing COVID. Maybe kill. uh, in, inject some Lysol into your veins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's how Rachel died. And then uh, Nick died because I fucked up him planting one of the bombs at the end. He was the one that went to go plant the bombs on the, on the broods. Yeah. And, um, he planted all of them, but I think I messed up him like starting to step away. And then that's when he got destroyed by many vampires. See, I got him killed because during one of the sequence in which, uh, everyone is in like the tomb, like fighting off all of the vampires that are springing at them. Yep. Uh, he got injured. Like he, he caught like he got cut or something. And so, uh, at the end scene when he's planting the bombs, he like dripped blood, which then like signaled a bunch of the vampires to awaken, uh, and then they started going after him. And then the the one, um, the one dude from the intro sequence, uh, the tribal guy, showed up too to fight yeah. him. And that guy is actually the person who caught him, picked him up by his neck, and then snapped his neck and dropped his body and left him there. And then uh, Salim runs up and stabs that dude and kills him. Like oh. Nice. Yeah, it was it was interesting. The, yeah, the, the plot of this was sweet. Like that's the thing is like I don't normally like these sorts of games, but I think the story was so good that I just wanted to keep playing it, and it, and it makes me intrigued to like play the other ones. Um, they're just it's it's just super well done. Um, I was yeah, just I, so not expecting them to go into an alien ship at the end of the game. Like, was it an I, alien ship or was it just I, like a giant absolutely. underground cavern? Like, I think it had to be like an alien ship. Just like the, the, um, it's not really like, it's not necessarily HR Geiger ish, but it's just the patterns and things that were on the architecture around that entire place. It just, it's, it signaled to me that it had to be alien of some kind, especially to be there before, um, the the Akkad, the Akkadian civilization or whatever that you play at the beginning of the, the game. Um, 
But then also, like, in that last stretch, I made Salim and Kolchak have the best bromance in the world, even though you could tell that Kolchak is definitely racist. Like, they, they, they somehow, like, he's like, you're one of us now. And he got to, like, say hoorah at the end of the game and all this shit. And I was like, this is so fucking stupid. I just love it so much. It's I'm gonna a make family. this. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make this a racist piece of shit. Love this Iraqi Republican guard guy. And- <laughs> I I loved that aspect of like it taking place during like a war that I forgot was. It's it's like a long time ago now. Te- yeah, technically. I'm like, what the like, fuck? Like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. it feels like yesterday, and it's we crazy. Grew up that- with that, like we literally yeah. like watched all of that go down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, no, it it was fun to kind of play with those relationships. And then I'm also like, that's the other thing is that when you have choices like this, I cannot, for the life of me, make anybody bad. Everybody ends up being good. They're going to try and fix their relationship, you know, and like, you know, even the dude who's uh, who she's cheating with is going to like accept it and be OK with everything. Like there's nobody's going to be a dick to anybody in these games when I have to make the choices because I just can't do that. I couldn't do it in Mass Effect. I can't do it here. So, you know, and even that's the thing. Like when um, Eric is on, she falls off the ledge and Eric has her on the rope with him. Like he, you get two opportunities to fucking cut that rope and just lose the dead weight and let her, let her fall to her death. I instantly cut it. I was like, fuck this cheating whore. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't cut it either time. I didn't cut it either time and it ends up fraying and she falls anyway. But like, I I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was just like, there's no way. And if I just lose these two characters now, no, I mean, I couldn't tap square fast enough to get him to cut through that rope. (laughs) Brian, Brian got very emotional about it because he cut the rope and he was just like, what was I supposed to do? What were my choices? (laughs) Cut the rope or don't cut the rope. <laughs> Those are your choices. Well, live I mean, I didn't want to go down with the ship per se. You, you can know? live or like, die by the rope. Yeah, it's like, am I going to lose one or am I going to lose two? Right? Exactly. That's the it's question. like a numbers game. Mm-hmm. I figure the more of us that live, the better chance we have to beat the vampires. So, so was there any um, for both of you? Was there any comeuppance with Rachel for that later on in the game where she's like, "What the fuck, dude?" Because I, when when she fell and she pulls the cord up, I think she sees that it's frayed in my game. Did she yeah. see that it was cut for you guys? And did that lead to any conversation later on? Yeah. So I played Rachel and I basically chose to, she acknowledged it, but she didn't get pissed about it. Okay. Because at that point I was just glad she was alive. But then I <laughs> killed her like immediately after. <laughs> And her husband. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember her picking up the rope and seeing the other end of it. But, um, yeah, I don't don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting because the game also gives you these premonitions. If you stunt, did you guys stumble upon any of those? Yeah. Yep. It just gives you like a glance at something in the future that could happen. And I saw the, I think I saw the one that related to her walking into the tripwire. Yeah, I got and that one. So <laughs> and then there's so, just like an explosion of yeah, blood. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was, that's how it works. 
So that's when I was, I like, I think I consciously made the decision. I was like, okay, I'm going to put these in the center. And then honestly, I can't even remember if maybe my choices led me away from a point where she would have even run into those or not. I can't remember. I must know. I told them to go around the sides at the end of the game when they were heading back down there, I think was what I ended up doing. So I, maybe it's easier, easier for one person to remember it when they make the choice. And if it's split across two, it's a little more. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. So that was fun. But we also played over like multiple evenings just uh, to kind of break things up. Yeah. It was a it was a bit intense and stressful, especially for some of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so keep in mind this is literally the first game I've ever played. Like <laughs> I never gamed as a kid. I would watch my sister play like Street Fighter, but I okay. never played because I was too afraid. I I never have played sports because I hate the team factor, people mm. relying on me. So the thought of like Brian needing to rely on me was very <laughs> stressful. Very stressful. Well, I hope as you guys play more of them that you take like honestly with these types of games like I really what happens in them is what happens. That's your experience. You have this experience with the game and it's not like necessarily like the more people you keep alive, maybe the more options you would have to trade lives in some places. If you're not going to like perfectly hit all the buttons in the way that you want them to. But like, that's not, you know, like people die, people die. It, it, yeah. I mean, I think there, there is, there is probably like an, an end all be all way to play, like based on the developers, like how they want you to do it. But the reality is that it's all about creating your own experience and like playing the game and making the, the decisions the way you would make them mm-hmm. and seeing how it affects the characters lives and everything. And like, that's kind of like the beauty of this sort of game um, and how they play out. Like it just is, that's the best part is like everybody has a slightly different experience and then to come back like we are now and like rehashing our experiences together and being like, I didn't do it this way. I did it this way. And this happened to this person and these people died and this person didn't die and yada, yada like that. It just makes it makes these games seem so much cooler in that. Right. That like we're able to have that conversation because you can I mean, in other games, you can have the conversation of like, well, I went this pathway to do this particular task and so and so went this pathway to do this particular task. And we both had a different experience, blah, 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 blah. But it's not quite the same as like a game where you have like set characters making specific binary choices uh, that have like outcomes that butterfly effect throughout the whole game necessarily. It's just a different kind of game. And there is always going to be that anxiety of like, did I make the right choice? And <laughs> in other games like you don't have the did I make the right choice it's always like well I did that that one time so I'm going to go do the other thing now because I can and then you just go and do it whereas in this like it's like a finite option like you have made that decision you have to live with it now and whoever dies dies and whoever lives lives and that's that's it and then you get to the end of the game and and it like then you've got creepy crypt keeper whatever his name being all like ah you saved three of the five people (laughs) you know like (laughs) And and obviously that guy's going to criticize you or whatever because he was programmed to do so. But like, it's just fun to have the different experiences and and see how they line up together. Well, and I I think that's another one of the advantages of this being shorter than something like Until Dawn, which Until Dawn, I think is still only like, 
I can't remember, but I feel like it was only like eight hours or something like that. But anyway, with with these Dark Pictures games, I feel like they're taking more of a focus on really branching out more so that the different choices that you make can really take you in some very different directions. Whereas with Until Dawn, it's always just kind of like, it's that diamond shape of like, you can do different stuff and then we're going to bring everybody back and then at the end of the game everybody can still die just like you know in this game the the vampire attack on the house once you crawl out uh did anybody call in air support yeah i did at the end okay i don't remember that being an option you get a choice at the beginning when they're still in like saddam's castle or whatever the fuck it is whatever he calls it they um the military personnel are like, we should really call in air support. And then Eric gets the choice to either call in air support or not. And uh, if you call in air support, when you crawl out of the hole at the end, I think the vampire fight is much easier because there's air support there sooner to take them out. Instead of you having to to fight through a bunch of them until the fucking eclipse is over. Which also, I love that. That it's just like, oh, they just so happen to crawl out of the hole during a during a fucking solar eclipse. I pretty much called that. I, I had a feeling that was going to happen. <laughs> and luckily at that point, I was already completely dead of characters. So I just got to watch Brian save the day. <laughs> yeah. It was just me b- switching between, uh, Salim and, uh, Jason constantly. It nice. was, a, it was a bit much. Very good. But no, I mean, I, I think, um, yeah, I just, I, I enjoyed this a lot, even though, like, I think the one thing that I wish that there maybe would have been a little bit more on, and this is not, like, something that makes a lot of sense in the narrative of the game, like, it takes place in 2003, and that's what it is, but, like, there's something poetic to me about the fact that they're doing this to look for those weapons of mass destruction that we now know were not even there in the first <laughs> place, so... Whatever mission they go on, like, whatever they do, it's all going to be for nothing because there was nothing there. Um, So it would have been interesting to see what these characters felt like. You don't even get, like, much of a beat of, like, oh, so that thing that my fancy satellites found didn't actually lead me to what I wanted to find in the first place. There's no moment for that at the end of the game, and I wish there was a little bit that could kind of be like, you know. Especially even in my game, he'd be like, I lost my my estranged wife for nothing. Whatever that could be. But now I'm theorizing, maybe if all five of them survive at the end, and I'm playing, then they all love each other, and there's just a big orgy at the end, and you see the true house of asses. <laughs> my maybe. My only issue that I had with the game was... The characters that I chose didn't have any airtime for the first, like, hour. Yeah. So I was literally, like, sitting there watching Brian play, and I had already, like, amped myself up. Like, I'm going to play this game with my boyfriend, and it's going to be cool. (laughs) And then I was just sitting there getting, like, jealous that he was already, like, making decisions, and I was Mm. just, like, waiting for Rachel to have an opportunity so, I, you know, and the thing that's interesting, I started watching Nextlander had posted, um, they've been streaming the game, and but they've been playing it across the internet with each other. And if you do it that way, 
you do end up playing in parallel different characters. Like as Rachel is making out with fuckboy and doing that stuff, <laughs> somebody's walking in as as Eric and making those decisions. So there's like there's a little bit more to do, I think. And then I think it kind of like shows you what the other person did in certain ways when you're playing across the internet like that. So what were you going to say, Brian? Can you do a mix? Like, can you have two people like playing on a couch with two other people That's on a the good internet? Question. I don't know if you can do that or not. We should look into that stuff and see what, what's possible. Cause, um, I think it'd be a lot of fun to play some of these, but the, um, yeah, with the way the like, it just kind of did it weirdly on their stream. Cause you could see both of their gameplays and how it was like, it was having them both do different things at different times. So it's very much not that couch situation where Erica's watching you do stuff until she has to do things. So I think, um, it'd be interesting to learn more about how they did that stuff and how it works. But, um, but I'm trying to think if there was anything else interesting about that stuff. Like, I, I think it would be cool if they figured out a way to tell you ahead of time, right? That would have fixed your issue, Erica, if you could be like, okay, Brian's got a guy that starts at the beginning and I can have a guy that starts at the beginning. And then there's a few other people that'll become more important later on that we can divvy up however we see. But, and like, if, if maybe there's certain people that get more intense events and other people that get slower events or whatever, it would be interesting if they could kind of tease it apart that way. But, um, my guess is they try to make it as even as they can for everybody, but in some cases it just doesn't work out. I also wish that the, I forgot her name, but she was the other female. Yeah. I wish that there had been an opportunity where I could have played her as Mm -hmm. well, instead of there just being one token girl. It would have been cool to pick like two girls that I could play. Yeah. Yeah. I think in like until dawn, there's a much more diverse cast of characters as well. Like I guess in the military setting of the Iraq war, maybe it makes sense, but they also had another woman there anyway. So it's kind of like, why not? I did get a choice with her later on to either try to save her or not. But I think I ended up not saving her because of the same issue, the same reason that I murdered Rachel when she was starting to turn. Um, the other woman was also starting to turn. And I think if you do end up saving her, she comes back in one of the later fights and can cause other people to die, basically. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you can shoot yourself in the foot that way. I think but. you did I play for her to like we tossed her the rope but luckily yeah. it didn't work and we were like oh thank god she fell. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, I think I think I can't remember exactly how it played out, but Ashley Tisdale got across and then they like talked about it for a second and she made a choice and then I think she just kind of lets it fall between them. So, did she come back for you guys at the end? I think she did, but she she attacked me at the end. She like jumped. She jumped through like a waterfall or some shit. No, you know yeah. what? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So she does come back. And in she the was end, she was like you... fully turned with fangs and everything, and yeah. was like ready to fuck shit up. And then uh, and then I ended up just kicking her over the cliff. So even if you don't save her, but I okay. So maybe 
maybe you get the option to fully save her where you use the wand or some shit. I don't know. But then it stops you from being able to use it with Rachel or something. Maybe that's what happens. But I heard that there's like a trade that you have to make if you go to save her. Well, if you blow Eric the fuck up, you don't have a wand to use at all. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I wouldn't trade that for anything because watching his prosthetic foot bounce down the hallway was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But it happened so fast. I remember we were like, wait. Did he die? <laughs> Did that just happen? You know, the director of the game was like, okay, make sure his foot bounces at least three times, like oh, <laughs> on yeah. the stone. And they just show, like, a- Ashley basically just explodes into a pool of blood, and yeah. then you just see her charred remains. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, wait, Yikes. did I say Ash? I meant Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Played by yeah, Ashley. Ashley. Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, what a cool game though! Like just and these like okay, Erica, as someone who like doesn't play a ton of video games, like you, could you see yourself playing more of this particular style of game? Like, does this intrigue you more? Fuck yeah! I feel okay. like it's opened a Pandora's box for nice. me. Like I'm cool. ready to rock and roll. Yeah, that's awesome. This, this is your gateway into more to more games. But Brian, do you have Until Dawn? Yeah, actually, as soon as we finished this, I installed it. I got it through like uh, the PlayStation PS Plus, Plus yeah, PS collection. Plus. Yeah, um, yeah, and I was I was really hyping that one up because I really enjoyed it. Um, so I do want us to play through that, but I think we'll do. Uh, Man of Medan first since we're borrowing it from Alex and then yeah, yeah I don't I can't remember how much Until Dawn has if it has that controller passing back and forth I I think it's strictly single player I think it's technically single player but you could like you know chance yeah. it on a couple things and just be like okay you get to just kill to this extend extend the, the like play it on like the easiest level so you have the most time to make mm-hmm. decisions and then like maybe pause it as you're making them so that you can make them together I yeah there was a point where Brian was like triangle button Circle button because I couldn't <laughs> process what I was supposed to do next. It was too quick for me. I'm like, what is this remote? What are these buttons? Yeah, it was pretty pathetic. I mean, that still happens to all of us when we change between different controllers sometimes. Yeah, I agree. There's and, a- and it really doesn't help that they've made the uh, buttons all just all white now. With the dual sense, yeah, there's no color coding, so that makes it because I can't be like green or red, and now it's just shapes, and that's it. Yeah, there's there's an X button on all three controllers, and it's in different spots on all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it was fun. I'm excited to work through the other ones, and then maybe maybe what this is culminating to is when the new one comes out, we just all need to sit on a couch and stream our play of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That that should probably happen, so we'll keep that in mind. I think it'll be out next year, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you guys should, uh, you should play Detroit Become Human, too, Erica. Mm. Make her play that one. 
Yeah, I mentioned that. But, I mean, that game, I already warned her that the conclusion is really unsatisfying. A lot of the story beats in general are just unsatisfying. But yeah. it is cool looking, and it is like, that's a fun one to to play through with somebody, I feel. And yeah. that one actually gives you the at least the illusion of having more choices, too. Like, you have to do a lot of hunting, like, investigating and stuff, which yeah, you don't more, really have to do. Yeah, it's more than just, like, quick time events and, like, tapping a button and things like that. Like, there's actual other gameplay mechanics that you get to play with, so. I would say once you've exhausted the the super massive game stuff until dawn and the, these dark pictures games. If you do go back to like Detroit become human, I think heavy rain is the best of their stuff. Although I haven't played beyond two souls, but heavy rain is like, I think it's got a great story and it feels more along the vein of these. It's not really supernatural in any way, but you're, you're kind of working towards a murder mystery and there's, uh, a lot of fun opportunities to have people die in unfortunate ways. And uh, <laughs> it, it can really, there's a lot well, of when flexibility. You put it that way. <laughs> so there's, Erica should excel at it, right? It, potentially. Yeah. I mean, if that's your goal and you, you want a high body count, um, but <laughs> there's a lot of opportunities for things to go in different ways and have different people uh, present at different points in the game, similar to, to until dawn, but I think heavy rains a little bit longer and, and um, they do a little the to me until dawn is the best version of a heavy rain style game. But I think heavy rain kind of like is a little bit more ambitious in what they wanted to do with it and how they wanted you to interact with those characters. So there's some weird button combos and things that you need to do that like ultimately I think is like an, an interesting experience, if not like uh, as rewarding one as like an until dawn. So. That's my suggestion. Um, I'm probably going to flip-flop these so that the people who don't want to hear House of Ashes spoilers can hear this customer service discussion. However you want to do it, man. First, but just, yeah. That's fine. Just remember, this is your personal echo chamber of hating everything (laughs) and liking nothing. Despite us all enjoying our experience with uh, House of Ashes. Absolutely. All right. I got to go take care of a waking baby. So, okay. I'm going to go do that. Erica, thank you for joining us on this side quest. I felt honored and intimidated. We'll we'll have you. Don't feel intimidated. We're all friends here and you'll be back for more. I'm sure. And none of us are good at what we do here. So it's all right. Yeah. This is, we're all mediocre at best. You might be the best podcaster out of the four of us. You know, the least amount of ums. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> a lot less farting too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we ready yep anyways uh, uh, let me yeah 10 seconds see you later everybody it's time for beep 30 beep 30 here we go